Hello, Nicola Murphy. How are you? Hello, Kelly Crichton. I'm well, and you? I'm good. Welcome along to Fox Force 5, everybody. We were um, absent last week, unfortunately, but we had a bit of a sort of changing situation going on when uh, we were due to record last week and we just couldn't really um, commit to it because unfortunately, Mammy Murphy had a bit of a fall, didn't she? Uh, <laughs> the weekend before. And uh, she was motoring away for two days and then just went downhill very quickly, ended up in hospital, etc. So, uh, yeah, but thankfully, thankfully, she's out of hospital now again after the last couple of days. But um, yes, just didn't feel right to do it last week, did it? So there you no, go. No, no. Mm. We're here this week to make up for it. <laughs> All the best to Mammy Murphy if she's listening. I think she gave up listening about 20 episodes ago, but... Uh, <laughs> I actually think that she's forgotten how to find it again. So we need to just show her how to find it because she keeps giving out. She's like, why didn't anyone tell me about the blah, 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 about the podcast or whatever? So we just need to find it again for her on her phone. So I'll help her. Yeah. I'll help her get it sorted now. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so we're hurtling towards December at some almighty speed and, uh, Tempted to put Christmas stuff in the podcast today, but actually resisted. So feeling proud of myself for now. <laughs> well, I suppose this is next Tuesday, the 1st of December. Is it Wednesday? It I is. think, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we. Uh, I was kind of tempted to have put up the decorations, is what I have to say now. Because mm-hmm. um, other than going to Clarny, I don't have anything on, really. So just being in Clarny and that. So I was thinking of putting up the decorations just to make it a bit more festive, you know, look nice. forward to it, avoid the doom and gloom of the news and stuff and just focus on Christmas time and family time. And There's like a lot that, of festive creep on. coming in at the moment. All right. You're going to see more Christmas yeah. trees and Christmas lights and things like that. I'm going to, I was going to do mine this weekend coming, but it just feels too early. I'm just not, I'm not committed. <laughs> I've, I've already kind of teed up doing, watching the toy show on Saturday on the iPlayer with the kids and stuff. But and then we're we're maybe going to see the big man himself on Sunday, so that oh. is like a lot of Christmas for one weekend. Yes. All of a sudden, yeah. you know what I mean. So I think we'll park the decos for another week or two, um, because the kids might explode with excitement <laughs> before, <laughs> before Christmas. Oh bless them! That's the thing now with Christmas starting so early. It's like the poor kids are waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for Santa to come. You know. Yeah, and there's only so much of yeah. the how many more days can you can put up with, you know. <laughs> Although at least when you've got the advent sure. calendars on the go, they they understand that um, there's a more visual aid, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. for the smallies anyway. So um, yeah, they're learn- uh, Estelle's class are doing their nativity practice at the moment. So she got her lines back yesterday, which there only, there's only two sentences, but like there's quite big words in it. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. So uh, yeah, it's oh, going to be dead cute. Her. Can't still can't go in to watch them, obviously, but they'll film it and um, send it back to us. So yeah, so that's that. I'm pumped, pumped for Christmas. I thought I was going to order my first Christmas thing today, and then I got distracted. So I haven't got over that. <laughs> I haven't got over that hurdle yet, but I hopefully will tonight. Maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, there'll be a lot of ordering this week. Which Black Friday, what was I reading there? <laughs> no, there's going to be twenty five thousand euros spent every minute this Friday. Basically, they're wow. saying in Ireland. So I did yeah, get one deal already. I got a coat I was looking at twenty five percent off. Oh, so. very nice, mm. very nice. Finally got your winter coat. Hurrah. Hopefully, <laughs> I de- I haven't tried this size on. I tried it a size bigger a few weeks ago, and I liked it, but they didn't have the smaller size, so I just stuck it in me basket. 
and it went down 25% off. So I said, oh, well, look, but that's, I think, a good example of benefiting yeah. from Black Friday. Um, need to resist the urge to buy total crap we don't need now. Um, but yeah, so I guess people are gearing up for that. Um, it's always handy to look out for those emails, isn't it? That have the all the links yeah. in them and all the discounts in them. But again, that goes against what we were saying. You should have your list. You should know where you can get it and then mm-hmm. seize the day once it arrives. But um, sure. yeah, there's a few like wedgingy bits I want to get now, you know, like there'll be sales in January, but sometimes the sales is all winter stuff and I need stuff for summer, you know, so mm. um, let's keep an eye out now for a few of those little bits and stuff. So, yeah, nice. Uh, excited for the sales, I must say. Yeah. Just add stuff to the basket. And one month yesterday, we're home for Christmas. Hooray. Yay. All being well. <laughs> oh, she says like yeah. it's, yeah, it's probably a weighted um, sentence. Uh, I don't think they're going to cancel flights or travel. I really don't at this stage, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We just have to keep going now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They're saying in Ireland, anyway, if you cut your contacts by 30%, that would be enough to get us out of the shit that we're currently in. But like, I don't know. It's all the same people who are meeting loads of people and it's the young ones and the college students and all that. Like, you know, I know. It's well, my friends were saying the, the schools, there's loads of it. In the yeah, schools, the schools are bad. Yeah. They're bringing in antigen testing next week for the schools. So, which is mad. And um, finally, after bloody being so negative about it over here, so stupid, like at least the UK, you've the right idea with the testing every week and all that jazz, you know, but yeah, I'm trying not to focus on it. Mm. Uh, yesterday, we were going for the news six o'clock, and I was like, no, just not going to watch it. Just not going to watch the news. Just going to live in ignorant place for another while. <laughs> and watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that on TV anyway. Okay, let's get started. Number one. One. So this story, right, I was going to do last week and I thought I'm not going to research a new thing because it's still relevant. And I think it's an important thing to talk about. Um, it was equality for payday uh, and work, e- work Equal, who are an Irish organisation, set up uh, this day to champion workplace equality and fair remuneration. I always say remuneration or just remuneration. Remuneration <laughs> doesn't sound right to me, but I know that's the way it's built. But anyway, um, and they released some statistics and research this year around the disparity in gender pay. We haven't done a kind of a inequality uh, sexism <laughs> issue in a while, so I'm like, yeah, let's get back on the back on the feminist horse. Agenda. <laughs> um, so. The 8th of November is Equal Pay Day, uh, the date on which women in Ireland effectively stop earning relative to men because of the gender pay gap. So in other words, after the 8th of November, you might as well work for free for the rest of the year. Um, the gap is currently stands at 14.4% according to the to Work Equal. And this, as I said, disgusts and outrages us here at Fox Force 5. So um, some of this research shows that 74% of people believe closing the gender pay gap is important and should be a priority for government and employers. So that's good. Uh, but the gender pay gap information act was enacted earlier this year and would mean large employers must report on their gender pay gaps from 2022 onwards. They actually have this here already, as far as I know. Um, 74% of people believe closing the gender pay gap is important. I said that. Um, Strong support from women who 85% agree with men, 63% agree and younger men are more likely to agree. 76% are in favour of pay transparency. They believe people should have the right to know what other colleagues doing the same work are paid. 
And mm. the vast majority of people, 70% believe concerns about the gender pay gap represent awareness of a real issue. Um, understanding what the gender pay gap is and what causes it is mixed. 70% of people recognise that the gender pay gap is the difference in the average hourly wage of men and women across a workforce. 85% equate it with um, people doing the exact same job but getting paid different money. Only 52% believe the gender pay gap exists because women often make career decisions influenced by the need to take care of children and other family members. So anyway, it's an interesting piece uh, of research. They also go on to talk about like caring duties and household responsibilities um, much of which you kind of could make some presumptions about um, 52% say that in their own family household planning tasks such as shopping lists meal planning organising gifts holidays and social occasions are more likely to be a woman's job yeah 42% <laughs> feel feel these t- tasks are likely to be shared between women and men but only 2% say they're more likely to be a man's responsibility 48% say housework such as laundry cooking cleaning are more likely to be a woman's job 46% say it's likely to be shared <laughs> only 3 say it's more likely to be a man's responsibility you get the old uh, scene here don't you yes 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 like, there's a trend there's a trend um, appearing <laughs> yeah uh, career progression then Interesting enough, uh, 35% of people say family caring duties have impacted on their career. 45% of women feel they are impacted compared to only 25% of men. 33% of women with teenage children say their career has been impacted versus 0% of men. Um, Yeah. So anyway, just to get back to this again, like there's so much detail there and it's all on their website. But um, work equal are... um, they run this 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 kind of campaign and promotion at this time every year, um, but they have a seminar called Reimagining Childcare Provision, and that's going to take place this week on the twenty fifth of November. If you're listening to this before that and you're interested in that kind of thing, it's free to attend. You can go to their website and all the details and research is there as well. So that's uh, that's work equal. Just go to their website um, and remember, if you are an employer, pay your women. The same, if not more, than the men. Simple. Absolutely. And allow them to have flexible working arrangements to deal with children. Well, this is the thing, and I think it's very tough at the moment, seeing a lot of it, you know, between normal flus and COVID and all that, people with childcare issues at the moment is a massive problem Mm. here as well, you know, because there's so many kids out of school, like you were saying and stuff. And then there's like, I'm very lucky, I work for a company that's very um, good with that sort of stuff. Like they've been very accepting of, you know, childcare arrangements over the last year, two years. No, Jesus Christ, we're nearly two years into this crap. But like if you're self-employed, if you're working in a smaller business, something they can't get the support. Like it's so tough. You know more, more than me, obviously, but mm-hmm. like not get, you know having to take a last-minute day off and things like that. Like it's just so much more common now. I think as well because of COVID. But yeah, and because like if a kid is like a sneeze and crashed or school, they're yeah. sent home now as well. Like that's this the is the difficulty. So. It's this thing of these sort of. Um you know, if your kid has, if there's anything wrong with them at all, like one of the rules over here is if they puke, they can't go back to school for two days, you know, and they might puke from like yeah. a car journey or they might puke from eating too much yes, or something or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's just so much. It's so much to be a parent and to be having to deal with all these things and trying to work. And, you know, you can just see why parents give up working, predominantly women, yeah. because it's trying to balance it all. And then if yeah. their pay isn't as good as their other halves, which this is obviously showing you're like, they're the most likely person to to step back from the job, aren't they? Yeah. Because it's just bullshit. 
And then um, there's the cost of childcare. The little children on top of that too. People can't afford it. You know, if it's mental. Over two or three kids, you might not be able to afford to have them all in to- private healthcare. Totally mental. Childcare, not healthcare. But you know what I mean? It's all a knock on. Like, yeah, the older I get, and the more, the more that becomes, I think, more obvious. When you're in your twenties and stuff, you don't see those problems, you no. know, because you're not really in them. Whereas, like in your thirties and stuff, then the older you get, the more you see all that that big gap between yeah. men and women, you know, and like. I think a lot of men wouldn't even be that that obvious, not not obvious, but like they're a bit oblivious to it. I think oh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. they're not aware of how much that actually having kids can impact the, the woman more than the man. You know, but totally. And you make some life, in a world, you make some hope. life choices and decisions because you're put in that situation, or because you know maybe you're planning on changing jobs and you change at a bad time if it's an unplanned pregnancy or something like that. So, you know, it's all difficult, but there should be other procedures in place that support women to stay in their in their job. And I think the Scandinavians have cracked it a bit with like full maternity leave and then childcare, subsidised childcare and just state-run yeah. nurseries and things like that that just allow people the oppor- at least the opportunity yeah. to compete on a fair level playing field that's it isn't it like it's not I don't think it's an awful lot to bloody ask for but anyway there you go Uh, so yeah so that was that so moving on to something maybe a little bit more lighter and a bit of chit chat Uh, number two two (laughs) Um, actually there's a few things to talk about mostly lighty kind of stuff but um, I wanted to talk about this TV show because it probably is one of my still I was telling you at the weekend I was watching this but um it's still one of my favorite tv shows of all time and we rewatch it once every kind of 18 months and usually around Christmas time <laughs> or the winter because it's that kind of tv series mm-hmm. but we were re-watching Band of Brothers oh. so the thing is with Band of Brothers a lot of people haven't watched it so that's why I wanted to talk about it because mm-hmm. you know what happened it started the 9th of September 2001 oh, and obviously a 9/11. few days later it was 9-11 mm. so it didn't really get like as much hype or talk about like as you know TV gets now or maybe some other big series were getting at the time because everything was kind of sideswept by 9-11 you know so it did win like good few awards and all that stuff but like I mean in our household we had it in box that I remember it was one of the I remember one of the first DVD box sets us watching um, and I was probably way too young to watch it at maybe 13 I'd say I was at the time mm. but or 12 but um god each time I rewatch it because the cast is so big you get so much more out of it you know mm-hmm. so I just wanted to talk about it because I think everyone should watch it it is so brilliant and it's kind of perfect for this time of year so in case people don't know what I'm talking about it's based it's a war drama series it's based on Stephen E. Ambrose's 1992 non-fiction book of the same name and it's also it was created by Spielberg and Tom Hanks so very uh, Saving Private Ryan-esque because it's World War II as well so a lot of mm-hmm. similar like look and vibe and all that to it mm-hmm. Um. The, it's based around the history of the Easy Company, so the 2nd Battalion in the 506 Parachute Infantry Regime, and they're US soldiers, obviously, and it's just about basically their time in the war, and they kind of lead up to the war as well in the first couple of episodes, um, but there's amazing characters in it, you know, because there's so many individuals in it, and mm. because it's a whole, you know, bloody battalion that you're talking about, so... It's just the dynamic is so brilliant. There are so many famous faces in it, so many young famous faces in it, including our very own Michael Fassbender and mm. uh, Tom Hardy is in it. Um, the Hot Priest is in it. What's his mm. name again? 
He's in it. Andrew. Uh, Andrew. Yes, Scott. Andrew Scott mm-hmm. is in it. James McAvoy is in it. Like these are just some of the isn't, smaller um, parts. Isn't um, David Schwimmer? David Schwimmer, yes, absolutely. He's the kind of arsehole uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> at the start of it, kind of villain, should I say, of the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also uh, Damien West is the main oh, character West, in it, yeah. really. Yeah, he's um, as Captain Winters. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just what a great character he I is. I haven't watched it it's, since the first time. Like, I, I've oh kind my of God. forgotten most of it, yeah. No, you have to rewatch it. It is just unreal mm-hmm. you just get so much out of it and there's so many famous faces you're like oh that's blah 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 oh that's blah 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 you know <laughs> like Simon Pegg's in it for an episode or two uh, you recognise nearly everybody in it mm. um, a lot of really great British actors as well um, I think a lot of them we were though were a lot of them were at the start of their career there. So, yes. So yeah. we wouldn't have known them at the time you know like obviously no. someone like David Trimmer yes but not too many of the rest of them, to be honest. Yeah, no, and like you kind of, you know, your man, the, the dad from Gossip Girl is in it, and like you know, at the time, he, I think he may have been in Gossip Girl, but mm. hadn't really done a serious thing that I'd seen him in, and he's this is when he's brilliant in it. Um, there's so many. Uh, Colin Hanks is in an episode, and um, there's so many excellent um actors in it. It is just so brilliant. It's only ten episodes, and they're all an hour long each. And um, I don't know can you get it online or whatever, but like you can it's definitely buy the box. It's funny because easily, you know? I remember it as like one of the original box sets. You know, it was one of the first TV series that came out yeah. as a multi-part box set. It was in yeah. a, an actual tin, wasn't it? It was, um, yeah. We have it at home still in a tin, yeah. But um, <laughs> the funny thing was, I remember everybody thinking it was brilliant series at the time and all that, but... Yeah, it just kind of, like you said, maybe it was because of 9-11, it kind of fell off. Like, I think things like The yeah. Wire and Sopranos kind of came in after it and they were big box set sort of TV yeah. series as well, weren't they? But um, no, actually... Maybe because it's one series too, though. It's just one series. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I remember yeah, thinking yeah. it was so long, 10 episodes. But actually, when yeah. you look at what has followed since then, yeah. it's nothing, you know. It's really... And yeah. it probably would have... I don't know, would they have made more of it maybe at a later? Is it, it's based know, on non-fiction. It's, kind so, of, it's okay. over. It's over yeah. at the end of the war. Like, yeah. like it ends when the, the war in Europe ends, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's just so brilliant. It like warms my heart like so much and it makes you laugh and it makes you cry and just the characters in it are bloody brilliant and it literally has everything. So I just can't express. How so what more do you want than laughing, crying it. and handsome men? Sorted. I know exactly. Very handsome men, and like a bit of gore and blood and guts and good uh, bit of history and all mm-hmm. that stuff as well, you know. But uh, like the, my favorite part of it as well is is they got like this was obviously made in the early noughties, and some of these guys were still alive, so they talk at the start of every episode, mm-hmm. like the guys mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. in the, this book is based around, you know, the soldiers. Um, yeah. So you get to see now they don't uh, tell you any of the names until the last episode till you actually see. Uh, stop! I'm getting goose too. pimples already. Oh stop. yeah, but it's so nice and like that history. You know, a lot of the veterans now are dead, like from World oh, War Two, and so it's actually still lovely to see them and to hear them, and like they're shook still. You know, a few of them are still talking mm. about their experience and it's 60 years later you know 70 years later but it is oh it's just brilliant so anyway Mm -hmm. I just wanted to harp on about that for a while Um, in other news yes Grey's Anatomy I know I sent you a a chat yesterday I was watching Grey's Anatomy it's been back about five or six weeks in the States so I'm Mm -hmm. watching it on a dodgy box but Mm -hmm. uh, it's very good so that'll be coming to Irish television soon 
And the other thing, maybe saw some of it, but did you watch it? The Adele, the Adele thing? I saw Emma Thompson jumping around the place, all right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And a few other bits from it. Alan Carr did a funny bit as well, didn't he? And yeah, yeah. I didn't actually watch it. So people it. were raving about it, but I actually didn't watch it either. And other than that, I'm a celebrity is also back. So did you watch yes. that fight? I saw oh, some clips my of it. Very God. funny. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, oh God, let's watch it. I actually got into a bit of a state laughing. You know, when you really, really <laughs> laugh at something and I'd catch my breath a couple of times. Oh, it was so funny because... Danny Wallace, who is Aaron from Emmerdale, yeah. Yeah. He said in his VT at the start that he, that he basically gets, we call it, we say the balk in Scotland, you know, if you feel like, or if you, it's like dry reaching, you know, if you something makes you feel a bit like queasy. Yeah, he and you gags get, a lot. Gagging, like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But he Look. says he gets up in the morning and he gags. He's like, everything gags. I can't eat anything, oh, anything Jesus that is a bit Christ. dodgy. He said, brushing my teeth, I gag or whatever, right? So from the get-go, it was like, oh my God, they're going to get you to do all the Bush Tucker trials. You're going to be I know, you think you'd be more clever, you know? Well, actually, Anton Dex said it to him last night, why did you say that in the VT? Like, and he said, oh, I thought people might be sympathetic with me. But, <laughs> but anyway, no, so he, no, no. he was the first person up to do a Bush Tucker trial. And the girl he did it with is Snoochie. She's like a DJ, BBC Radio and Extra DJ. Oh, yeah, I saw her, yeah. She's actually quite nice. She's quite bubbly and stuff. But um, she went into it being really like, yeah, I'm gonna, it's going to be fine. I'll just pretend it's a mozzarella stick or something, you know. And um, But at points... Oh, the two of them were setting each other off with the f- with the puking, and oh, oh my- no. and one of them beating something, and the other one would be puking or trying not to puke because the smell off it. And oh, this is the way it went on. It was just <laughs> relentless. But and oh the look on God. his face all the time, and oh, it was just it was. I know it's kind of hard to describe how funny it was, but it was more about the kind of anticipation and yeah. horror on their faces than anything else, you know, because watching yeah. people puke isn't exactly fun, but the rest of it, no. and sure, Ent- <laughs> Ent- Deck were on fire with the smart comments and stuff like, you know, so. Um, oh, I must watch it on the player now. I have nothing to watch this evening. So oh, I, I was howling, howling at it. Um, but yeah, I like Sometimes when I'm a celebrity, it's a bit like, eh, whatever. I kind of I do a total mom thing on this. I often fast forward through a lot of it, like, because it's yeah. just an hour, it's an hour and a half is a lot. And I like, if I it want is. to watch anything else in the night, I'll have to go through it quickly. But um, so sometimes I miss bits, but that was funny last night. Like it was really <laughs> I knew he was yeah, going to be good. It's good. It's good, clean entertainment. I'm a celebrity. Like, yeah. you know, there's not much brain power involved. You could just watch it, have a laugh, yeah. cringe, you know. And like the trials are the funniest part. So, yeah. The other funny I thing that some people had it on Instagram. It looked very funny. The yeah. other funny yeah. thing that's going on is David Ginola. Everyone's in love with David Ginola. Yeah. And yeah. he's like a kind of a guru and he's pep talking them all and touching them. He touches them a lot and rubs them and things, you know. So, that's all a bit like, ooh, um, as well. That's kind of funny. It's like they're all, and they all look at him and they've all got these like love heart eyes looking at him. And, oh, it's hilarious. So, anyway, yeah. Check it out, check out last time. It's, it's harmless fun, as you say. So what other TV have you got? Anything else? Uh, no, that was it. They're my big things from this week. And yeah. uh, I forgot to mention a few weeks ago, we went to see The Eternals, as I meant to mention it last week, but uh, it was kind of shite. I don't know what I recommended. So that's mm. that. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, right, so that was telly. Uh, moving along. I don't think I have anything on telly, really. Show trials still going on. BBC drama, it's quite good. Still haven't finished Squid Game and... Oh my God, you have to get on it. I've only got a couple episodes left, I think. And... 
Yeah, there's a couple of things coming back now, I think. Looking forward to the Christmas telly. We'll have to do a little preview of the Christmas telly as well at some point. Yeah, we will. Um, right. That. Okay. Uh, number two. Number three. What am I number on? Number three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fox of the Week this week is none other than the sprightly young lady from Iceland, Björk. Oh, it's very random. <laughs> I just love her. I love her. And it was her birthday last week. She turned 56. Um, oh, and she has, it feels like she's been around forever, but I, I probably would have thought she was in her kind of late 40s. But anyway, she is still rocking it. So I thought, yeah, I'm just going to put her on. Um, so she was born on the 21st of November 1965. She is an Icelandic singer, songwriter, composer, record producer, actress and DJ. And her over her four decade career, she's developed an eclectic musical style that draws on influences and genres, including electronic, pop, experimental, trip-hop, alternative, classic and avant-garde music. I think the words I'd associate most with her is probably avant-garde. There isn't really anyone like yes, her. Yes, this one. Mm. Yeah, so born and raised in Reykjavik, uh, she grew up in a highly musical household. You always notice this about the very big um, names and music that they grew up in musical households. Um, Bjork released her first album, a compilation of traditional Icelandic folk songs when she was only 11 years old. Um, She gained international recognition as lead singer of the alternative rock band The Sugar Cubes, which she formed in 1986. I always find that hilarious, like 1986, like, you know, you always think... I know, but I was just thinking there, yeah, like, that's mad that she's only 56. I kind of feel like she's older. She was very young. She was very young. Yeah. Um, Same year she married her bandmate Thor Eldron and they welcomed their first child. I didn't know that. Mm. Divorced a year later. Um, After the band broke up in 92, she embarked on a solo career, coming to prominence with her albums Debut, Post and Homogenic, while collaborating with a range of artists and exploring a variety of multimedia projects. Uh, In As of 2015, she had sold between 20 and 40 million records worldwide. 31 of her singles have reached the top 40. You'd be like, 31? You could probably name about five, you know? Um, Yeah. 31 of her singles have reached the top 40 and pop charts around the world with 22 top 40 hits in the UK. Her accolades and awards include the Order of the Falcon, five Brit Awards and 15 Grammy nominations, but she never won a Grammy. I swear to God, you know, I feel like from Fox of the Week and other things we've talked about on this, so many women have been nominated for Grammys and not won. I feel like yes, we need to do man. some statistical analysis of how many times women have, have been nominated for Grammys and not one compared to men. Well, did you see the, and that? Actually, did you see the Brits have gotten rid of the gender yes. categories? Gendered yeah. characters. That was, that was a natural progression. I wonder if people like the Oscars will do it now. But what they'll have to do is replace it with other acting categories to win. Like, yeah. Because... It's so it's going to be so competitive for people to win that one award. Why don't they have like? Well, yeah, it's like in the Golden Globes that they do like best comedy, comic, comedic, com, you know, com- performance, and then performance. best dramatic, yeah, and yeah. then best something yeah, else yeah, yeah. like they fiction might, or non-fiction or you know, yeah, like they should give more awards out because it's just a bit like, come on, there's people giving amazing performances and they deserve the recognition, you know, and there was enough competition for that. Uh, award as it was never mind spitting the genders but I think to me it makes sense to be honest with you like Mm. um, so go on whoever the first woman is to win that (laughs) yeah sorry Grammy nominations 15 Grammy nominations 2015 named her uh, Time named her one of the 100 most influential people in the world Rolling Stone named her the 60th greatest singer uh, and the 81st greatest songwriter 
In 2000, she starred in Lars von Trier's film Dancer in the Dark, for which she won the Best Actress Award at the Cannes Film Festival. I've never seen it, actually. Uh, and she was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Original Song for I've Seen It All. She made fashion history when she wore her infamous <laughs> swan dress while performing yes. the song. Do you know what was so funny about the dress? Never mind that it was a swan wrapped around her neck. This The... You know, the netting that kind of kept it on her was badly yeah. fitting, was ill-fitting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of like, I'd love to look into what she actually thought she was doing with it. But um, fair play. <laughs> we all remember it. Do you know what I mean? Google so, it. I must Google it, actually, as a yeah. reminder to see what it looked like. So um, following her short-lived marriage to Thor Eldon, Bjork was romantically involved with several other members of the music industry, including uh, Goldie and Tricky. Um, in, tw- in 2000 she met Ma- Matthew Barney the artist responsible for the Craymaster project in New York while promoting Dancer in the Dark the two soon began dating and remained together today living in New York City uh, oh. they had a, ch- a daughter Isadora on the 3rd of October 2002 and later worked on a film together called Drawing Restraint 9 um, mm. In 2011, Bjork released the details of her new p- musical project called Biophilia. It was her seventh studio album. The album was released innovatively as a series of apps. She collaborated with Apple and it became the first app album of the world. Obviously a trend oh. that didn't catch on. Um, no. In 2013, she collaborated with David Attenborough for his documentary called When Bjork, I think is I say Bjork, but I think it's Bjork met Attenborough. Uh, The documentary was produced to feature musicians from around the world showcasing their take on music. In 2014, she collaborated with Scandinavian educationists to draw up the Biophilia Education Programme, which was a multimedia exploration of the universe and was added to the curriculum in various Northern European countries. She has also campaigned on environmental issues in Iceland in collaboration with Odor Capital. She set up a venture capital fund titled Bjork to support the creation of sustainable industries in Iceland. A retrospective exhibition dedicated to her was held in New York in MoMA in 2015. Uh, And a couple of useless facts for you just to finish up on this for the week. Uh, Bjork was troubled by a stalker in 1996 who tried to kill her by sending her an acid spraying letter bomb. Jesus! mm -hmm, He later killed himself. She never opened the letter as it was confiscated by the Metropolitan Police. Jesus. Yep, scary. That's mad. Uh, and also, the New Zealand Herald lodged a complaint against Bjork for trying to assault a photographer by tearing his shirt and pushing him on the ground. Poor photographer. Uh, no. So there you go. Fox of the Week. Bjork. Very good. I actually just looked up the dress, so I forgot that she also laid eggs. Did she? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's good. Yeah, she had like eggs as well. Apparently it was something to do with like femininity and gender and all that stuff. That something about killing the it, golden so. goose. <laughs> yeah. No, like it's, yeah, so something there about femininity and the ideas of nurture, nature and fertility. Apparently that was something to do an homage to that. So there you go. She's just one of these people <laughs> that like, I don't know if you'd call her neurologically diverse, but I think she just thinks in different ways to other yes. people. Like, you know, if you watch her videos yeah. and stuff, she's just off the wall very trippy but her music was very like that too like mm. was, I mean quite unusual all of her stuff mm-hmm. I think but yeah I, well, I'm not really her biggest fan like which I mean I know she's an icon but, but you know I couldn't really tell you oh, she's a few bangers though I, I think her, I think her stuff that I yeah. like better is dancier you know her, yeah like, the dancier stuff mm, yeah I'd like big time that. sensuality and um, play yeah. date and a few of those um, are really good but yeah so that's definitely good. Fox and a swan. Fox and a swan. Yeah. Okay. Number four. Four. 
this week I wanted to talk about a podcast for a change and it's completely random so um I think you're going to be like what is she on about mm. so it is a podcast where is my info gone called ear hustle have you heard about it no okay so it is I heard it on another podcast and I just thought it was kind of fascinating so I started listening to it it's a podcast that's based in San Quentin prison. Oh, wow. And it's that's like so prisoners. <laughs> they're, they're looking for a podcast producer for the prison radio network in <laughs> really? the UK at the moment. Yeah, I saw that job the other day and I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Sorry. There, there's actually a woman who, um, although her name is Nigel, but um, there's a woman who like, <laughs> produces it and stuff, which is Gath. Um, it's like, it was, I think it was kind of her brainchild, but it's her and then members of the prison, but as well as former convicts that are still like working on it and stuff. Now, I haven't gotten to the most up-to-date episodes, but I started listening to the old ones mm-hmm. and they're from 2017. But like, it's just about prison life. And like each episode kind of has a different theme. And like the first one's all about like how important it is to have like a somebody in your bunk in your cell with you like cellmates basically and all the details about cellmates and who you'd want as your cellmate and you know if they piss each other off what they do and like they'll stop showering and stuff like that and like all this like the dynamics of people like in wow. prison and then like each episode is kind of different like they don't necessarily go into the one thing I would say about it they treat everyone the same mm. it doesn't matter if you're in for murder or whatever you wouldn't know what people have done. Like they do actually tell you, okay, this is blah, blah, blah. You're about to hear them talk about blah, blah, blah. And they tell you mm. what they're in for, yeah. but there's no judgment. You know, mm. it's kind of like, it's just very neutral in terms of how it's done. Yeah. Um, but it's fascinating. It's so different and like so interesting. And I think like we will never, <laughs> hopefully in our lives. Have an understanding of that. You know, there are some days yeah. where I do lose <laughs> my shit a bit. <laughs> I don't think I'll end up in prison, uh, hopefully not. But no. uh, it's so interesting to hear the insights, though, from those guys that are in prison. A lot of them are there like 20 plus years, you Jeez. know, talking about their experience in prison and brothers are in prison and like partnerships and relationships that develop and all that stuff. And sometimes the fear that you'd feel and all the stuff and how they, they you know, they're treated by the, the guards and like they have ways to kind of, you know, I suppose help themselves out and what they would do for the prison then and return and yeah. it's really 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 fascinating is it, um, is it when I think of any sort of prison stuff we see normally whether it's documentaries mm. or fiction or whatever generally it's like negative really bad prison is really terrible everything that goes on is really terrible is it a bit lighter than that does it give you more of oh, a maybe it's lighter than that mm-hmm. it's just like factual mm-hmm. it's not like oh what was me I'm in prison it's yeah. not really like that it's like I'm in prison this is the way yeah. it is this it's more is like a, is in prison yeah it's more like an insight into prison yeah, yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. so um just to, to give the names of the people so it's a non-fiction podcast about prison life and life after incarceration I haven't heard much now about life post incarceration yet and it's uh, by a guy called Erlen Woods and Antoine Williams, both formerly incarcerated, and Nigel Poor, an artist who volunteers at San Quentin State Prison. And like, fair play to her because she's interviewing all these people as well. Like, can't and she's so at ease. Like, mm. it can't be easy, you know. Mm. Um, there isn't that many episodes, mm-hmm. so there are seasons of it. So, I mean, there's what like maybe ten per season. So there is quite a few but compared to some things that I'd listen to where there's mm. like hundreds of episodes and mm. stuff there isn't that many and they do it in seasons like I say so like the first few that I've listened to so far uh, like I said there's one about cellmates and it's, the next one is like misguided loyalty and it's all kind of again about relationships and stuff that goes wrong within those mm. relationships and stuff like that Um, but 
I'm on the third now, so I'm only a few minutes into the third one. But I just started listening to it in the last few days, but I just thought it was an interesting one because it was such a different point of view for a podcast, you yeah. know, that I just I find it very, very, very interesting. Cool. And um, it's won loads of awards, and they actually have like a best uh, a New York Times best-selling book now based on it and all that. So I'm kind of looking forward to getting more oh, stuff wow. into it. Cool. But um, it's really good. So that's my internet-y kind of thing of the week is actually a podcast this week. So Ear Hustle, it's called. And we'll obviously tag it on the picture, on the cool. picture, on the post. And it's obviously on Spotify and all that jazz. So yep. enjoy. Just another quick reference for a podcast I started listening to last week. It's John Ronson. Do you know John Ronson? He's a reporter, documentary maker. He lives in America. He's British. Um, fascinating. He always kind of tackles obscure subjects bit like Louis Theroux you know deals with yeah, really yeah, like unusual kind of topics and stuff and kind of speaks to people who you or I would find it very cringy to speak to you know bad yes. people or people yeah, who yeah, do yeah. challenging things or whatever fascinating, uh, like but this stuff, he's got a previous series podcast series which is about that kind of thing but this current series is fascinating it's about it's called When Things Fell Apart and it's about, it kind of traces like this this kind of modern phenomenon of, you know, left versus right, good versus bad, I'm right, you're wrong. You know, like online kind of wars, why we all start shouting at each other over particular yeah. things. And he kind of investigates these hot topics and just kind of where they came from. So, for example, the first episode is about how there was this guy in the 60s who made some films and he was like an evangelist and his son wants to make some films so he let his son kind of direct some of the films to promote his church and all that and next thing before you knew it they had really picked up on abortion as a topic and they started making all these really disgusting harrowing films about abortion and it almost became like a challenge to them to get some of the evangelistic other churches and community riled up about it because apparently before this they weren't really and it just all snowballed and ends up with people doctors being shot in abortion clinics and things like that but like it's a it's fascinating because they trace the ideology kind of yeah like Like where it came from how it got hold and then you're kind of like jesus christ if they never made those films it might not even be the issue it still is in america today now someone might have he makes the point someone else might have used it as an issue to divide people you know yeah yeah, but they did such damage with it and people died you know people died as a result of those films you know the quite directly and the guy who made them himself is really remorseful and disgusted by it and he works today to counteract what he did but it's fascinating because I think it's a, such a modern phenomenon. This, um, le- you know, cancel culture and this, yeah. this two sides of like people going at each other's throats online and stuff, you know. And he just looks into that. He's got some other great stuff, you know, like the psychopath test. That's John Ronson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh cool. Yeah, yeah very good. And very he yeah. did one on cancel culture as well before so he looked at people who were cancelled and why they were cancelled and he interviewed those people and it was again harrowing people who made remember that girl who made a joke about going to Africa and hope I don't get AIDS or something and got like ruined like her life was ruined over it you know and of course you're like oh my god what a thing to say but then you hear the girl and she's just like her life like it's inexplicable how bad things became for her you know what I mean so anyway 
find like lately though, for me, I prefer to like put on a podcast and watch TV sometimes yeah. lately because mm-hmm. you know it's a great escape. Yeah. And you can go for a walk or something and throw on a podcast or something. Mm. You're in another world, like totally. you know, or if you're traveling or whatever you're doing. If you're cooking or whatever, cleaning. Yeah. yeah, like I sometimes used to put on the laptop in the back room when I was cooking and I've stopped that. It's all just podcasts and it's way better for your eyes and yeah. health and I think I listen to a lot great. of the radio. Sometimes I think I shouldn't bother yeah. listening to the radio and I should put on the um I've stopped listening to the radio for about mm. three months now. I just mm. listen to podcasts. I think that's the way it's going, world. to be honest with you. It's going to be because yeah. you can get, you can, if you like a particular radio program, you can listen back to the actual podcast of the show or the recording of the show as well. So. Mine is just more like a voice, the news and the mm-hmm. drama. There's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, there you go. Number five. Five. A couple of brief things this week. We talked about Adele earlier. Obviously, the album came out. I haven't listened to it yet. I've heard a few songs off it. There's literally no point in us doing a review of it because it's not as if she needs anyone needs a recommendation to listen to it or whatever. <laughs> but what I was very interesting was I don't know if you heard during the week that she managed to force Spotify to stop shuffling yeah. albums by default. Very I thought that was gas. Now I don't know if they've done yeah. it on all albums. They didn't her album, um, but you can still do it. You just have to like it doesn't do it automatically. So this is something that actually annoyed me about Spotify previously when you're playing an album and it does skip and it plays them randomly and it's like maybe it's because I come from the cassette generation where you know it would take yeah, a lot more story, to yeah, I think yeah. you I think it is logical that you listen to the songs in sequence at least once you know yeah um, mm. and then after you shuffle away you may never listen to some of those songs ever again you know but yeah, I think out of a certain sure. respect to the craft of the person's album or whatever yeah but anyway, loads of people were having problems with it. They were like, Adele can fuck off. I listen to whatever way I want, you know? And it was like, really? But the thing is, like, it was just, I think it was the auto thing, which is just like one button hit. I presume now it's probably a couple of buttons you have to probably yeah. tap or whatever for yeah. it to, to do it. You can still do it. People can No, it was auto. It was, all, it was, it was shuffle by default. It wasn't. Oh, weird. Yeah, so that's why, what I was surprised about. I was like, yeah, it definitely shouldn't be shuffle by default. It should be option to shuffle you know what I mean oh that's so weird that's like mm. yeah like a lot of they're storytellers like singers and stuff if they wanted in a certain way it's the same if you listen to the soundtrack you don't want to hear the last song well especially if it's like a musical or something yeah. like that you don't hear the fucking last song first like you know it must be to get things. more plays of more obscure songs that must be why Maybe. they do it you know, yeah, but um, there's obviously some sort of method behind yeah. it. So. But anyway, that yeah. wasn't the main thing. I just thought it was an interesting thing that happened. Uh, and sometimes I feel like anything that can give Spotify a kick up the air is probably good. Um, but the other story I have for you this week is a bit inconsequential, but I just thought it was kind of uh, funny slash interesting. Uh, Madonna got herself into a bit of trouble this week because she shared a violent image um, on, uh, I think it was on Instagram. And in the text underneath it, reveals that some of her team had been working for free. So she posted this behind the scenes snap showing photographer Stephen Klein holding a knife to her throat. Um, And it was taken in a photo shoot for V magazine. But there were some other images as well where she's essentially dressed up like Marilyn Monroe in, in a shoot from just before when she died as far as I know but anyway the post said proud of my collaboration with Stephen Klein Studio uh, and knowing that against all odds and with very little support from non-artistic people who kept pushing back and the fact that we did it with almost zero budget we are still able to make art art is not dead if you have the strength to fight for what you believe in 
And then part of the caption was deleted shortly afterwards, but it said, thanks to all who did support us and slept on couches and worked long hours and for free, all to support Madam X, who is not only here to disturb the peace, but to keep art alive. I send you all a big kiss. Yeah, totally weird. Social media users were quick to call her out saying, so fucking tired of violence against women and the art, in adverted commas, that portrays it. Bye bye. Others call the image horrible and a no go. Somebody else said paying the artist is also relevant. Another one said the definition of exploitation, people working for you for free in the name of art. Um, the October shoot in question proved controversial. Controversial. Madonna is posing in a similar position to Monroe's final shoot, um, which was completed six mm. weeks before the actress died. Um, in the V magazine photos, Madonna wears a bland wig, ringlets uh, in the style of Monroe and lies on a hotel bed next to prescription pills. There's no mistake in it. Like you can see it online. Mm. Um, Marilyn Monroe died at the age of 36 from pres- prescription overdose. Um People criticise Madonna and the magazine for running a shoot that touches on Monroe's fate. One person wrote on Twitter, for some morbid and eerie reason, Madonna decides to recreate Marilyn Monroe's deathbed. The black and white photo is actually Marilyn Monroe's bedroom where she died. So Madonna put up a collage of four photos and the last photo is actually a photo from the scene where she died. Oh, God, right, wait. She looks unreal in it, though. <laughs> She looks unreal. She looks unreal in it. She actually she does. She looks about 21. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's... Obviously, she is probably continuously getting work done, but... Jesus Christ. She look, I just Googled it. Like, there must be serious she, Oh, yeah, I see it. the picture now where her bum is kind of out and she's wearing... No, that's that's yeah, her. That's There's a different one that's black and white. It's just a, it's like the police photo from the scene of where oh, Marilyn Monroe does. Yeah, it's yeah, all a bit very more. risky. All right, but she looks unreal, I have to say. Yeah. She looks better than she has done in a long time, but um, not yeah. that. Definitely going for not a sure, sexy look, all right, yeah. But, um, very, very mm-hmm. provocative, all right. But so there you mad. go. Even the queen is fallible, as they say. So Madonna, wrap sure on the list there for her. So that concludes our five things. And uh, yeah. We have, as I say, Christmas Tastic weekend ahead, but we will be back next week with lots of, uh, yeah, well, five things to uh, <laughs> keep well, everyone five things. Keep everybody five things that we do, Kelly? Or is this five. five things? It is five things. Yeah. Any plans for the weekend? And if you can like or share and all that jazz, we'd appreciate it too. You know, yeah. we have our loyal listeners but we'd love that to get some, some more. more. That'd be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially going into Christmas time where you might want to check out from the fam and just listen to the podcast for the day like yeah. I will be doing. Um, <laughs> plans for the weekend? No, no, no. I'm going to... Um, look after the mother for a while and uh, that is it really that's it for me and you have loads of Christmassy stuff planned yeah all good in the hood lovely yeah lovely lovely so we'll be back next week peeps thanks for listening thanks for tuning in we do love you keep listening and see you all next week thanks everyone bye bye